G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through podcast where we interview current and emerging artists. I don't know if I said that the right the right way around now, um, but I'm I'm going to give myself an excuse to be tongue-tied this time because this guest is enormous for me. I've been very excited. Who we got on today? It's Methyl Bloody Ethel. And I love it how you put it in the script is, what is it? Methyl FFF? The name is a, is a bit of a tongue twister for the old keyboard, but we got there. Um, and you don't even need to know how it's spelled because, I mean, they're like one of the most iconic Australian bands on the scene right now. That is very true. Jake from Meth Lethal is here to talk about his upcoming album, Are You Haunted?, which is out right now, came out last Friday. So uh, make sure to check it out. If you're unfamiliar with, like, living under a rock, you definitely would have heard Ubu before. And Twilight Driving. Now, you forgot Scream Hole, but that's okay. I can't pick between those two. That's enough about the past, though. Let's dive into this album. Yes, uh, I think we'll start with the opening song of the album, Ghosting. Um, this is the track that opens up the album and it sounds, to me, it's like very operatic. It feels like this big cinematic kind of stage number. Did you want the song, like how did you pick which song would open the album and what sort of tone do you think that Ghosting sets for the album? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, really like to me, this when this song kind of took shape, took the shape that it it was just pretty much the opening song the whole time, you know. Like it was, it was, it had that, it, it scored itself that position very early. And really, it's just, I, there are sort of two two ways that you can kind of go. You can really kind of open with a blaze of glory, you know. But I can't remember who said it. But somebody said, if you think about it in the context of a show or a movie or something, if you, if you kind of have everything happen in the first scene, is it? You, People are going to miss some important information because no one ever is really in their seats. Often, right, right as the as the, the curtain opens. So sometimes it's like you need to you need to sort of entice people, sort of start gently and build your way in. So this is the second kind of the second version, which is that you know slowly bringing bringing everybody in. But really, it was um for me I, the thing that the nerdy thing that excites me about this is that. The, f- the first note of the of the melody being that like on the seventh of the chord is to me really interesting. <laughs> I, I find it interesting how it's like kind of a, a a graceful opening. Everyone's getting the drinks. Everyone's getting the popcorn, um, so they can get in for quite a ride. Um, as huge fans of, of we are of Methyl Ethyl for years, um, I've definitely 
enjoyed your music for a long time. This is the first album in what almost three years. Triage was twenty nineteen, I believe. Mm. Um, yeah. So I, I know that you've said before that um, you know songs. A lot of songs get left on the floor. A lot of songs don't actually make it in certain albums. Is there any songs from previous previous work that have been revived or reworked into this album? Technically, technically, yes. But it's not so much nothing that nothing that had made it into a complete like that had been written completely has made it across, you know. But a lot of ideas that sort of were recorded just like just after the last record, I kind of worked through a lot of those 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 ideas that I'd stockpiled and and then just deleted. So, so from this point on, I don't have really, um, unless I've come up with some new ideas or bits and pieces, you know, memories and whatnot. After I finished this record, pretty much I went through and culled everything because I sort of just wanted to, wanted to have that complete reset and not have these um, these really exciting bits and pieces just lurking in a folder somewhere. I just wanted to kind of cut the crap and just make sure that see if it really could become anything interesting or else just let it go work on something fresh come up with a new idea does it um does it ever help to like say when you write write a piece of work or write a song and then you 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 go no it's not good enough right now or it's not what i need it to feel and then like six months a year later 18 months later you're like hold on there actually was something here totally and i I but i think the difference but that was that's definitely been something that I've kind of done, and, and there's, I think it's really it sort of is easier. I find it easier to come up with a brand new, fresh idea um, than to actually see the idea through and, and try to actually finish something. Um, and that was really the challenge that I set myself this time around was to make sure that that anything that I got excited about, I saw all the way through, instead of just. Um, yeah, like kind of living with that false, false feeling that oh, this could be could be good because a lot of the times it just wasn't. It just didn't. It couldn't work, and it can feel good, but it doesn't work. That's the weird thing. Sometimes um, you can play it to somebody, and 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 it's sort of a feeling that everyone I've played these sort of things to have have agreed. Yeah, it's it's got something in it, but it's not it's not quite there, or it doesn't quite you know, make it all the way. And so then it's just like, instead of trying too hard with it, I'd just rather say that was a fail and put in the bin. I mean, I'm sure that there's times where it's like, you know what, there's, I've learned something from that. It's almost there. Let's, let's take those ideas and maybe put it in something else. Um, Nell, it is, can we go on to the next song, which is my favourite of the album, please? Oh, yes. This one is Proof. I've got numbers, things up. Uh, this one is the first one, I believe, that you've ever brought on uh, someone else that's featured, and it is Stella Donnelly. Now, the reason I love this track so much is your voices kind of complement so well together. Um, when you were writing this one, 
did you think that instantly that she would work well on it or was it towards the end when, hey, maybe maybe this could work out? How, how did that work around? I didn't, I mean, not when I was, not while I was writing it, but when I was recording it or when it was sort of the, t- the t- time you were sort of like looking at the song, it became pretty obvious that I needed another vocalist in there, another another voice you know, representing that kind of size where you have those two conversations going. Um, and Stella really, yeah, was that first, the first thought, it would be great to get Stella involved. Um, and then I, I think from memory, I, I like, I put on some of her music and, yeah, had the thought, oh, this could work really well. Because the, the, the interesting thing for me, for where my voice sort of sits in, as far as, um, like range-wise and things like that, because, I, because I, I'm sort of often quite like singing a higher register, it's, it's nice to have a female voice which sits below. It's sort of, it's, a, it's like a fresh-sounding blend in a way. Mm. And the similar, same things happens in our, um, in our live band at the moment with Julia Wallace. Her voice is a lot, deep, is a lot deeper than mine. And, mm. and so when we, when we kind of, and I love singing with her as well, it's, they do sort of just sit really nicely, like this little, this little pillow of, of, uh, of, of voices. So, yeah, it's, it was just really. I think I think Stella did such a great, great job on the song, and um, yeah, I'm so happy with the result there. Mm. To bring on anyone, um, I think she is definitely the perfect choice, especially with your voices. Blend is the right word. That is not the word I could think of, but uh, blend, pillow, let's put it together. I'm all for it. Uh, Now, next track for me, please. Oh, okay. This is Kids on Holiday. Uh, also another one of my favourites, but I like the message on this one. Um, as someone like myself that is very um, politically inclined, um, I, I I just like the message on this one. It talks about the uh, Thunberg generation, which um, is dealing with some serious stuff right now, the biggest issues and threats that mankind has ever faced. It's a very important topic. How do you incorporate such an issue into a track like this? It's not so much that I'm not really trying to address any issues. It's more, you know, I'm the, I'm the observer, or at least at least the sort of voice of the record is is, uh, is is the observer, you know, looking out of the kind of of the snow globe or, or whatever, you know, like kind of peering peering um, peering out and, and, and asking the questions and, and the sort of like curious, inquisitive voice. Not someone who's coming with any sort of answer, and in the last two years, and it is crazy to think that it's been three years since since any since the last release. Because I'm sure you'll agree, it doesn't feel like like the last two years have been that long. Definitely not. Feels about um, six months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I think, I, well, for me, it's 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 hard to avoid. It, it was hard to avoid these things seeping. These things, uh, yeah, seeping into what I was working on because, yeah, it was. It, there's, it, there's been two years that you could that that um, in a way, you feel more connected with the with the the whole globe than ever, and so 
Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of just it felt natural to um, to just allow everything in. Yeah. Do you find that your songwriting comes more from like a point of introspection and like reflecting inwards or are you more inspired by, you know, as you said, like the world around you in that sense? Well, that's a good, that's a good question. And I think the, the topical for me, because I, I chose to write less introspectively this time around. Mm. And I wanted to just, um, I was inspired by people that I know and other artists and whatnot that have a way of writing about the most banal things and they can kind of shine light on, you know, it's like it's like they allow you to look at certain everyday things in a different way. And I find that really interesting and I, I, hadn't been, I hadn't been brave enough, I think, in the past to write about anything that wasn't just my personal experience. Mm. And I suppose maybe something about yeah where 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 I've been at or where I was. I just felt like no, I, I mean I just want to yeah explore any anything and everything if if I want. Mm. Was it um was it a fear of backlash that kept you back, or was it something else? I mean, not so much backlash. Probably more about what. What, what what's honest and what's not? And like what what is like what right do I have to speak to talk about anything that I haven't experienced directly? But then when you then when I you know sort of realize that I just have my you know I I have my perspective I have my my experience of the world of 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 things is just as valid as anybody else's. Um, you know I'm not trying to give answers or you know it's it's more about perspective and, and like a and, and almost uh the way that i see things sometimes is is might be might be new and, and that's just the jumping off point to what it is that i'm going to write about mm. and i find it really enjoyable to weave bits and pieces disparate things into the song you know, especially in the lyric, I think it's it can be really exciting to take two things and put them side by side and see. You know, you, you have like a banana and a, um, you know, a, I don't know, some sort of like the Declaration of Independence next to each other, and 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 there's someone will make some an interesting meaning out of that, mm. and that's kind of what I find exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh- <laughs> I'm just trying to picture like a banana and a declaration <laughs> of independence <laughs> together. Um, yeah, I think I think something else you do really well across this album, speaking of like splicing things together, the way you take influence from all these different musical genres, like, uh, you know, on my interpretation, there's like some like pop, there's punk, there's like uh, glam rock, there's kind of like 80s. I think you talk about the talking heads being like a big inspiration for you as well. Are there, like, did this happen from sort of, I know during my lockdown experience, my listening habits for music just really exploded and I just got exposed to all these new genres. Did that happen to you? Like, where did you get all these inspirations from? It's just, it probably... I think from here on in, out and like as 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 my life rolls along, it's more that everything is just 
a culmination of the experience I've had over my entire life. Mm. And new things come in, but the way that the influence works for me is that it is just, that is kind of what my voice is. It is just how everything that I like has has sort of directed me or, or sort of which way it kind of, yeah, the way that it comes out. Like that's, that's, that's the best way that you can learn about what my influences are by, by literally listening to the music mm. because I try to actively not listen to um, anything but classical um, music it's when I'm recording. When I'm in production mode, it's sort of, I put every I put sort of like a block on listening to anything else because it's so powerful what the input is into yourself, you know, that you can really I feel like you can you you can really absorb as much of something as possible and then make it, you know, with in your own like sort of with your own interpretations. It's sort of it's it's powerful and dangerous to to take too much. And so I have to control it. But it is, yeah, that's my answer to the question. It would be a, um, j- just classical all year round, just um, nothing else, <laughs> just classical. It's, it's honestly becoming that way, yeah. I mean, it, there's so much. I mean, that's really, it's really exciting for me to listen to it. It's just like any, with anything when you, um, when, when it sort of makes, when things start to make sense to you, mm. all of a sudden... You just you see it almost like you've got a new pair of eyes or something. Yeah, and, and that's the cool thing about about all of all of art, you know, films, TV shows, whatever. You know, just because you hate it one year doesn't mean that you know in twenty years it's not going to be the most powerful experience. You know, engaging with it that you've ever had. Mm. Um, there's so much life that can be in everything. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did definitely want to ask you about the tour. So you're you're going to tour around Australia, sort of hitting all the big cities. What ideally would you want audiences to take away from listening to this album and experiencing your music live? Good question. I don't think it, you know, I think what people, I'd like to know what people take away from it mm. myself because <laughs> that's, that's, we'll do a survey. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. That, that's what that sure is. Yeah, one way mm. doing it. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't want to dictate that too much. I think, I think even if people, you know, scrub through it on a digital platform or whatever, or or or, or listen to it so deeply, uh, you know, over and over, it's 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 all valid because, like I was saying before, it it, it goes in. And any response is good. I mean, it's, it's our response. How privileged am I to have just made made something that somebody's actually listening to? So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is that is pretty awesome. Um, Nell, last question. We do this every pod, and it's my fire. This one's your turn. Go on, son. <laughs> um, this start the answer doesn't have to be music related if you don't want it to be. Um, but what is one thing that would absolutely make your year if you got to do it? Well, that's a, that, that's a good question. 
Mm. What have we had previously now? We've had um, do a beer keg stand and get yeah. a license, get a driving yeah. license. So uh, some pretty big answers there. Yes. All very, all very achievable. Yes, mm. exactly. <laughs> by the end of the year, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, by the end of the year. You can do it right up till New Year's Eve if you want or on New Year's Eve, completely up to you. <laughs> well, there's this, there's this um, there's the, I think the second movement from one from this Beethoven sonata Mm. that I've um I just got the sheet music for and I would really I really want to I'd love to by the end of the year to be able to play it <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm like uh, I'm working on my uh my piano sight reading so wow that sounds like that a huge nice. task that is <laughs> it take, it's gonna take me ages so yeah oh that's why God. I say by the end of the year I'm thinking more like mm. the end of my life I might be. it's a it's, long piece of music <laughs> right <laughs> Pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's the best answer, Beethoven or a cake stand? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If you get any of it done, that's incredible. Jay from Ethel, we really appreciate your time. We hope you have fun on the tour and um, listen to the album. It's a great listen the whole way through. Don't go one, two, three songs. Go the whole way through. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks for having me. To keep up to date with all things breaking through, make sure to check out our socials.